Welcome back, uh, Zen Parenting Radio. We are going to talk about um, families and managing uh, the challenges of building your own family and how it relates to your own uh, parents and sisters and brothers and aunts and uncles. So it's going to be a fun one. But first, we're going to uh, break our normal format. And um, it's funny, the uh, our sponsor just happened to show up at our studio. I call it a studio, but actually it's our house. And um, he just happened to show up, so I basically forced him into saying, get over here by the mic and promote yourself. So um, the name of the company, as you probably know, is Avid Company. And the president is here with us, and he's going to take a quick minute. But first, Jeremy, Jeremy Kratz, say hello. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. All right. That's a really good corporate voice. Um, Jeremy, uh, for our audience who might live in the Chicagoland area, tell us what you do. Avid Company is essentially a full-service painting and remodeling company. Uh, we do everything from kitchen remodels, bathroom remodels. If you want to finish your basement, that's something we can help you with as well. It uh, really doesn't matter how big or small the scope of the project is. Uh, we, we handle things of all sizes. And how's business going? Uh, right now we are very busy uh, getting into the summer season, and uh, things are really ramping up, and we're looking forward to doing a lot of uh, big projects this summer. The first time we hired uh, uh, Avid Company, they came in and just painted the interior walls of our house. And they have uh, we've hired them uh, probably about 15 times since then to do different things with some rental properties we have. And they are about to start construction on the second floor of our single-family home. So... That is going to go flawlessly, right, Jeremy? It absolutely will. And I have that documented, so just in case. You have that in writing that it will be a flawless execution. Very good, very good. Um, and then lastly, uh, what are, are you married? you got family? What's your deal? Uh, I am married, and actually we are expecting our first baby to come this October. Boy or girl? Not sure yet. The ultrasound that will tell us in about two weeks. I heard if it's a boy, it's going to go Todd, and if it's a girl, it's going to go Kathy. Any truth to that? Uh, it's entirely possible. Is if it's a boy, as long as he's a lefty, um, we'll be in good shape. There you go. We there need you. a picture. Awesome, awesome. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. We might have you again, but uh, say goodbye to Zen Parenting audience. Goodbye, everyone, and thank you, Todd and Kathy, for having me. All right, have a good one. All right, time for you to get back in I'm here, sorry. Kathy. Good job, Jeremy. You are the first ge uh, guest ever. So that was a great interview. That was a great interview, Kathy. Thank you, said. Jeremy. All right. So back to the regularly so scheduled format. You guys are going to hear our door open, and Jeremy's going to walk out. That's our studio. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, so thank you. So we won't need to do that at the end of the show. No, we, we're done. We gave him a whole two minutes and thirty-eight that's seconds. That's a lot for yes. our show. So as he's, he's worth it, though. He is. It's a great company, and um, that's why they're our sponsor. So as you mentioned, we are going to talk about families. And in preparation of the show, we I still don't think we have a complete direction of where it's going, and that's kind of more my personality. You like to be a little more focused on where we're going to go. Well, what I want to know is what's the purpose? Like, I just want to know the lesson, and you keep saying we're talking about families. This is a Zen parenting show. Of course we're talking about families. What? But what is the challenge or the issue that we're discussing Well, I think here? whenever you get married, it's a mix of uh, a new family that's getting formed. Okay, me and right. You, and we're then creating we, and, a new family. And then we had a baby, so right. then there's, now we have children. Okay. And then you have your family that you grew up with, and I had my family that I grew up with and there are certain challenges that come with that because we all have you know I have my family and my perceptions and my baggage everybody has baggage so right. it's not a judgment or a critical of anybody you have your family and I just think that it's kind of a big deal like I think about holidays and how sometimes holidays um, can be difficult in certain people's families right. and maybe if we can give people tools that we have equipped ourselves with 
to help them with certain things when it comes to different personalities and different ideas. Like I, I was thinking about Father's Day and Mother's Day and how weird it was to think of when I became a father, I still thought of Father's Day as something for my dad. Right. And I don't know how you felt when mothers when you first became a mother. I actually remember my first my first Mother's Day because JC was only like a month old. Okay. So I was still very hormonal, and I remember getting my first Mother's Day card, and you know, it, as much as I would love to think that JC wrote it, I think you did. Yeah. Um, since she I, was a month old, I probably put my box man in there too. <laughs> you probably did. And I said. Good job being a good mom. Good job being a good mom. Love, JC. We love you. We love um, you. But I remember reading it and just sobbing and just realizing, you know, part of that was hormonal, just had given birth, but just realizing that I was a mom. Right. And what a huge, just like you said, Mother's Day had always been about my mom. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this was a day that I was going to celebrate too and to have that card and have it be so like, wow, you know. Right. Um, so I agree with that. It is a big shift going from being a for you a son yeah i was i was a son i was a son i still am a son right you still are so like for father's day what am i supposed to do am i supposed to you know go to my dad's house and make sure he has a good father's day or now that i have my own children you know it's just a weird concept and it's not just about father's day and mother's day that's just one example well, i came up and, with you know you're saying what do i do do i go to my dad's what about my dad right yeah what about we have blended our families mm-hmm. so we have now um your dad you as a dad, mm-hmm. my dad, and it's like, how do we make these decisions on who comes first mm-hmm. and what's the most important and how do we prioritize when we've... Cre- hey, that's what I like. That's what this show is about. How do we prioritize when it comes to creating our own family? Right. So that's really what it's about. And you know what I think the the best story to start this out is we weren't even married yet, but when we were dating yeah. and we had you know gotten pretty serious, we knew we were going to stay together and I was graduating yeah. from my master's program. Now, help me out because your memory is a little more clear than mine. Oh, I, this is vivid. <laughs> were, we, were we engaged? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so here's the deal. I have a younger cousin named Eric who is in uh, Budapest, Budapest, Hungary right now, but he, at the time, was graduating from University of Illinois Champaign. Right, he was getting his undergrad, yes. He was getting his undergrad, and you were getting your master's in right. clinical social work at the Loyola, Loyola University of Chicago. And because I am so, I don't want to say closed-minded, but structured in that, you know, you and I were just dating or we were engaged, but we weren't married yet. I'm like, well, I'm going to go to Eric's thing. Because back up a second, our graduations were on the same day. Same day. Eric and my graduation was on the same day. And just to add a little bit to this, to get some awe for Kathy, Mm -hmm. is that it was when my dad still wasn't well. And so my family was very focused on helping, you know, in that situation. So I knew none of my family could, none of my birth family, meaning my sister, my mom, and my dad, or my aunt, could come to my graduation. And then you told me that you needed to go to Eric's graduation. Right. And that's so evident of who I used to be and that, you know, this is, you know, at the, I, I wrote a, I wrote something down like, um, uh, as far as your family, you know, they were my family and you were my girlfriend or fiance right. at the time and how it was such a clean cut decision for me. And in retrospect, let me say, state clearly, I was wrong. I, oh, thanks. Because I, you know, for, forget about the fact that your family wasn't there. I knew that our life was going to grow. Right. And I should have been there and said, of course I'm going to your graduation because, one, all my family is going to be at Eric's. And this is our, you know, this is the direction I'm moving in. Um, I should be with you. But I didn't. And we ended up. That was, that was really our first 
fight. But it wasn't really a fight. I, I think it was. It, it was definitely. I was sad. You were very sad, and I I felt very okay with my decision. Right. Well, because as the girl in the relationship, here I am knowing we're going to get married. I don't know if we were engaged or not, but I knew we were going to get married, and. And I'm graduating, and you know this is my life journey, and you're you're my person, you're my partner, um, regardless of if we're married. And you tell me that it, this is how I heard it. Mm-hmm. You are not important enough to me yet, right? For me to give up this, my cousin, who I know you love and mm-hmm. who I love, mm-hmm. but I, you were not yet ready to separate from that experience. Right. And it's not about then saying, okay, Kathy is the most important all the time, every time. It's about balance. Right. But it was a clear indicator to me at the time that we were not on the same page. Yes, that's true. And that's the only way you could have received the information. Right. Um, and at the time, I don't know, I was just, I think my priorities were like, I'm trying not to be too, you know, weak about it, but you know, it was just kind of messed up and you know the end of the story is i ended up going yes you did i don't know how we came to that you were really tired on the bleachers do you remember i was by myself on the bleachers you know (laughs) it was this long graduation long graduation i think you fell asleep but you were still there and i brought flowers thank you that was nice you're welcome well and you know i think that's the thing instead of us being too critical about what you did in that moment that was one of our first learning experiences about creating a new family mm-hmm. is it it was one of our first experiences in realizing where our our priorities are going to be it's not about and again i'm going to keep using these words because we don't want anyone to get too far one way or the other it's not about saying okay forget my old family or my birth family and when we say birth family we obviously mean the fam your family of origin yeah family you that from. you grew up with um, but it means when you're creating your own family, things are going to change. It can't remain exactly the same. Relationships are going to shift. And so if you go into your new family and assume that you're going to maintain the exact same relationship that you had before with your birth family, I think that could be a challenge. Yes. And it doesn't mean it's going to be worse mm-hmm. or that you're going to not care about them or see them anymore it means it all i can say is it has to change right. it has to shift and then you can develop a new relationship mm-hmm. based on now you as an adult in your own family right um yeah what i was going to say is unfortunately but honestly i think the reason i came up with my decision to go to your graduation i'm sure there was plenty of parts of it because i knew we were going to get married and i love you and all that stuff but it was kind of the where am I going to get in more trouble? Oh, yeah. I, I'm like, who would I rather have mad at me? Eric, who I don't really see more than once a week or once every few weeks, or Kathy, <laughs> who I see every day. Right. So I'm just trying to be honest with the audience. It's not like I had this premonition of, oh, I need to do what's right. I'm like, where am I going to get into less trouble? And unfortunately, I think a lot of dads and husbands think about make where decisions. they're going to get in less trouble. <laughs> Well, and I, you know, I'm sitting here like thinking, oh, geez, but I know you're being honest. Right, I'm being honest. Um, and it, and it, it's taken me a while to get to the point where... But I guess the question is now, do you still feel that way? No, of course right. not. But in that moment, right. how did I make that conclusion? Right. Who would I rather have mad at me right. or sad with me? I'd rather have Eric, who's in Budapest, Hungary right now, so it's <laughs> tough for him to beat me up because he's in another continent. Or you, who I uh, live with. So anyways, at the time, I 
I, I think they're I think they're you know it's gray it's it's not one or the other but there's a mix of good intentions saying you know you and I are having this family together so it's time for me to step up and start supporting right. you Ex- again but so it's a mixture of it's both. a mixture I don't want to get in trouble yeah, it's and I'm also very clear about where I'm going right. in my life and you know and this I think the thing that's so important about creating your own family is that really understanding that balance and taking responsibility for what you're bringing right. and also taking responsibility for what your partner is bringing. For example, if I, you know, I am coming into this relationship, I have to realize that we are going to have to um, come together and decide things. That no longer will there be just one way to do things. Right. Maybe in my, I can use some some kind of really basic examples that are more lighthearted than than deep. But like in my family, um, if you haven't noticed already you know, being around my family, is that everybody in my family buys white cars. White cars. Yes. And so I always bought white cars. Not that I had a ton of cars in my time, but I had like a car or two and they were always white. And when we were going to buy our first car together, I said, well, of course we're going to get a white car. And I was like, what are you talking about? And you were like, why are we getting... (laughs) What is this white car rule? Is this something John Cassani... Sat you down when you were a three-year-old that this is what well, we do? And, and he never did. He never did. My parents never said, Kathy, you must buy a white car. It's just what you but grew up with. But I grew up with it. And right. so it's what I knew. And I came into our relationship and said, that's what you do. That's the smart thing to do. And I couldn't understand how you could feel any different than that. And I think that's the thing we have to understand is kind of stepping back and say, okay, why do I feel that way? Oh, I learned that or I witnessed that. And was it something negative? No. But then when I'm with you, I have to say, okay, let's create our own family. Let's decide what kind of car we want. Let's decide what kind of color. And again, I'm using this example of a car because it's so easy to discuss. It's not, you know, uh, anything emotional, but it's the same thing for all decisions. Well, and uh, the other kind of funny example I'll give is that when we, when you were pregnant with Cameron, we were coming up with baby names. Yeah. And And Cameron's our second. Cameron's our second. So we had JC and you started coming up with all these J names, (laughs) names that start with the letter J. And um, we have your sister, Christine, and her husband, Drew, have two kids named Maddie and Max. And their last name starts with an M. And in my family, my name is Kathy, obviously, and my, uh, last, my last name is Kasani, or it was before. My sister's name is Christine, and her last name is Kasani. So I was always CC. Right. And then my niece and nephew were MM. And their last name is McFadden, so a lot right. of M's. And so we had the same initials is what we're trying to get to. So I assumed I'd do that in my family. Right. And I was like, no, no J's. <laughs> like our first daughter was JC and you started coming up with whatever, Jacqueline or Jenna or Jill or all these oh, J's. I had a I'm great like, name and I can't remember what it was. And I'm like, no, we're not doing J's. We're doing something different. And it's not, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not, there's no right or wrong. It's just you came to the table with these ideas and you needed to create some space for things to shift and change, and that's what you did. Right, and I think my initial response, I can't really remember exactly how I was feeling with that, but was annoyance Mm -hmm. or like, oh, you're disrespecting me, you Mm -hmm. know, or this is something I want and you're not hearing me. Um, But really, you weren't disrespecting my family or saying there was anything wrong with it per se. No. And no one in my family ever said you have to do that. Right, of course. It was just something I picked up, and I... What I had to do is take responsibility for myself mm-hmm. and say, okay, 
how important is this really? Right. And how, and is Todd truly disrespecting my family by saying he wants something different? No. But the key is, is you never did disrespect my family. I think what a lot of people do mm-hmm. is say things like, well, that's just stupid or mm-hmm. your family's dumb or mm-hmm. that's just a dumb idea. And then that is disrespectful. And then it, and then it spirals out of control. Exactly. The difference is saying, it's the big uh, psychology 101, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's the I feel statements. Right. Instead of blaming and saying this is you know, your family or you or this is a silly idea, this is the way I feel. So I feel like I would like to name our daughter something that has a different initial. Right, right. Yeah, so the, yeah, that's, that's a good um, illustration of it. Like even, you know, you could you can broaden that I feel topic onto anything. Um, in or in, I think we get stuck on being judgmental or or just saying, "Hey, that's that's stupid" or or something like that. If you can talk about yourself and how you feel about something instead of saying, "You know, your family is this or your family is that," then all of a sudden it's outside of you. But if you can say, if you can own it, saying, "This is how this makes me feel." Then all of a sudden, you can have a discussion after that. Well, it's a respectful discussion discussion versus blaming right. somebody else and saying, well, you know, or making these overall big judgments mm-hmm. about a family and mm-hmm. saying, well, this is right or this is wrong. It's not necessarily right or wrong. It's it's what do we want to do together. Right. Instead of doing just that, what your family did, because doing it because they did it, what do we want to do as a couple? What right. do we want for our family? Right. And, if, and that doesn't mean we don't love our birth families. Right. It means that we are separating mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Right. Just like our three-year-old separates eventually and needs to say no and I do it myself and Mm -hmm. you know because they need to separate a little bit then when they're 13 Mm -hmm. and they start to go in their room and close the door and say no I don't want to talk or no I just want to be with my friends rather than you or don't kiss me that is a healthy as painful as it is a healthy separation when you get married and there's a few more along the way but when you get married and start your own family there's another healthy separation that occurs where you have to start a new relationship with your birth family, not just as the son or me as the daughter, but as an adult with their own family too. Right. And I think the easiest example of, of saying how challenging this might be is like on holidays. Like usually you hear, oh, we go to my ho- my family on Thanksgiving and your family on Christmas. And that I think, I think a lot of couples can relate to how challenging that can be. Like for instance, we've gone to Florida. We've been lucky enough to go to for- Florida the last few years. And, you know, I'm sure that there were parts of my mom and my dad saying, you know, I want to be with you on Christmas. Right. And I think last Christmas, I finally, after talking to you, I I had a discussion with my mom saying, I know that this is hard, that we are going to be in Florida again for Christmas. And that we won't be with you. And that we won't be with you. But before that, I don't, I think I just said, well, this is the way we're doing it. And I wouldn't even say that to her. And I Mm -hmm. think last time I said, I know it's hard. And I think it... Although my mom still wants us, you know, I think every grandmother wants their grandchildren on Christmas. It's just one of those things. But I think that that um, made it a little bit easier because I owned it. I said, I know that this is hard. And you said it without, you weren't asking permission. No, because... You weren't changing your mind. You weren't saying, is this okay? You were just validating her and acknowledging it and saying, I know this has to be hard. You know, this can't be super easy. And I just want you to know that I know that. Mm -hmm. Rather than pretending that whatever you do should be fine with everyone. Because that's the other thing is we get angry. We'll say, well, they shouldn't be annoyed because they should understand. And, you know, 
know, this is my life, and we go off. We instead of getting sad and emotional right. about it, we get mad. Yeah, because that is protecting That's ourselves. Easier, yes. Right, we get angry with them. Easier to get mad. So yeah, it's um. So uh, you know, I think that there's something a lot of people can relate to. Like I was thinking. Um, we talked about the movie called She's Having a Baby. Yeah. And, and in that movie, there's a scene there where Kevin Bacon plays the dad, and he's like, you know, what are you going to what, – what can I do? They're my flesh and blood. Like, he uses right. those terms. And she gets so pissed off. Right. Uh, that when she's like, they're your flesh and blood. And, right. And, you know, it's because he's making a choice of – He's choosing his birth family over what she needs. Right. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that you side by your wife every single time, regardless of the situation. Right. Everything needs to be worked out. But the whole flesh and blood carrying more weight than this family that you and I decided to create together, yeah. it's not one or the other. It's both. But whenever you, you you know, if you go off of the deep end and start talking about flesh and blood, you know, it's it's very dangerous. Well, it is. And again, let me go back to what I said a few minutes ago, is that the whole point is for you to separate from your family eventually. Like I know for you and I with our girls – my or our motto or what I like to say a lot is our job is to give them roots so they know they always have a home and people who love them and stability and and ground them and then give them wings Mm -hmm. so they go away Mm -hmm. and have a life. I don't mean go away like we don't want them here, but my job is not to keep them in my home and to keep them um, doing things for me and to keep them living in our house or to have them here every Saturday. Uh, my job is to help them go find a life mm-hmm. for themselves. And if that means that they need to move somewhere else, right. you know, like your brother uh, moved away, your sister moved away too. Yeah. And, you know, Eric moved away. Like a lot of people in your family really went to, and they spread their wings. And that's a gift right. from your family, you know, that they felt the confidence to go do that. And that's tough for grandparents too, because, you know, I'm sure my, you know, like I said, I think every mother, every normal mother who loves their children want their kids to in one respect, wants their kids to be close by. Oh, sure, sure. But if you really can, and it's easy for me to say this because my family is living underneath my house. My three daughters, I right. see them every day unless I'm traveling. But it's it's easy to uh, just say, oh, well, I just want them to go be happy regardless of where it is. That's that, that's not easy. That's not easy, and I don't know if it's necessarily, like I think a lot of grandparents would be like, no, I kind of want them by me. Understandable. Right. But here's the thing. this We have to take, again, responsibility for ourselves and realize, are we wanting them around us just so I feel good mm-hmm. and not take their needs into consideration? Right. Like if they feel most content mm-hmm. somewhere else where they can only see you maybe three, four times a year and then that's the best place for them to be if that's where they're supposed to be. And that because... When when you have children, mm-hmm. that is what you're doing. You're raising children to go have their own life. Right. You are not raising children to you stay, know, with, stay you. with you like they did when they were young. Right, and you know, I think those are baby steps. You know, our our children are really small right now, but eventually. You know, there's going to be a time when their friends are more important than we are in their right, in their thirteen year old brain. Yeah, and then they're going to go to college, and that's going to be really, really hard. Right. Um, and then they're going to go find a job, and maybe they'll find a spouse and go live somewhere else. Right. And I I know for sure that that's going to be very, very tough for me. But hopefully, underneath it all, I'll know that this is. I just want them to go fly away and if they fly close to us then they fly close to us but if they fly to the other side of the world like eric went to budapest and he works for the government i mean i know that's hard for his mom 
But I say to her every now and again, her name is Chris, I said, you've just given him such a gift to just go do whatever he wants. And that doesn't mean that she doesn't miss him every day. But see, that's the difficulty. That's why parenting can be hard. Right. It's not just the, you know, the day-to-day activities of being a parent, but knowing what is in the best interest of your children. And if you make decisions for your children based on what's the best interest for you right. all the time, then I feel like that is, because that's kind of going back to the things we've talked about in the past on this show about how, well, I want my kid to dance and so I'm going to make them dance. I want my kid to be in baseball, I'm going to make them be in baseball and not taking their needs mm-hmm. into consideration. And that sometimes, uh, sometimes it matches up. Sometimes right. what you want and what they want is the same, you know, like you do, you do end up living in the same area or you do end up living by each other, but you really have to be conscious of, are you really thinking in their best interest or are you thinking in your best interest? Remember that Brady bunch where Mr. Brady, um, where Greg wants to be an architect just because I think his dad thinks that he wants him to be an architect. He just wants a cool den like his dad. He remember that cool, den? I do remember the den. <laughs> and then Greg ends up drawing like the worst thing ever on purpose just so he could prove to his dad that this is not that something. That it wasn't his calling. And then in the end, Mr. Brady, he's always so smart. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Greg, I just want you to do what you want to do. But so I don't, I don't know how I came up Johnny with that. Johnny Bravo, the Jack. suit fits. Yes, that's right. Um, well, the, I, I completely agree in what Greg had to do in his child brain. Again, it's a show we know, but we're just let's just talk it through. Mm-hmm. Is that he felt so uncomfortable about disappointing his dad and not doing what he thought his dad wanted that he felt like he had to fail in it to prove rather than and just say, "Dad, I want something for myself." Right. You know. Yeah, I want to play the guitar. Right, I want to. I want to be in a band. He wants to be a, in a he, band. Uh, he wants to be a silver platter. That's right. Weren't they the silver platters? When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange. Peter. Peter, that's Peter. His voice changed. Yes. Um. So getting back to the the yeah. two families coming together. So do you feel like we've given enough examples because we kind of went in different directions here as far as responsibility? But getting back to the point. That when you are blending two families, mm-hmm. or you know three families, three families really? um, well, you're you're coming from one family. I'm coming from one family. And then we're, we're creating our a family. Own, right. That it can be difficult, but you there is a way to do it where you know what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I feel that you know with you and I, we because we are each other's family now. We come first, right? Right. You know, like my needs, your needs. But part of that is knowing, because I think Todd comes first to me, Mm -hmm. that when he does need to see his mom and dad or when those kind of things are super important to him. You support. I support that. And and I I love your mom and dad too. So that's not hard for me. But the it is important to you. It becomes important to me. If you start to make it more important Mm -hmm. than what's going on with our family, then that's when we have discussions. And same with me, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think if, if I can, you know, just say, what, what do we do on the show to maybe help people? It's to one, just know that sometimes it's really hard and there's, there's no easy, easy solution. Yeah. And maybe if they listen to the show with their spouse or their significant other, then they can, um, maybe this will facilitate a discussion. Just know, just to say, hey, listen, I know that this is really difficult. Right. And even saying it not just to you, my wife, but to my mom or my dad or somebody whose who's feelings might get hurt, just say, you know, 
I know that this makes you sad. Maybe that's or this one, is tough. Or isn't this is it? really tough. And acknowledge it instead of walking away from it and blaming everybody else mm-hmm. for you know for feeling this way. You right. know, you take responsibility for your part in the situation. So hopefully, we gave people some tools. Well, I, I think it's fruitful discussion. It I, is, and I think we maybe there's some hidden gems in there. I can't say with absolute certainty that we gave them a list of five things well, to do. Well, like you got you and I always say before we start, we don't necessarily have all the answers for you guys, but just like Todd said, to begin this discussion and to realize that there is a way to respect each other in this process, respect each other's family, mm-hmm. respect each other, you know, respect our family as a whole, and that we can all treat each other well and take responsibility for our own behavior, our, our own, own feelings, feelings right. and instead of blaming and deciding someone's right and someone's wrong. Right. Okay. okay? Um, we already promoted Avid Company because we had our f- yeah. very first guest on avidco.net. A V I D C O.net or his phone number, their phone number, 630 956 1800. If you live in the Chicagoland area and you need something done, give him a call. And I want to promote my yoga class. Please do so. I am now teaching a yoga class all summer. Before it was just, we were kind of doing it in fits and starts, but um, on Monday mornings at 5.30 a.m., for those of you who are in the Chicagoland area and want to drive into Elmhurst, mm-hmm. um, I am teaching a 5.30 a.m. class, and it's so great, and there's so many great people in it, and it's at Elmhurst Yoga Shala, uh, elmhurstyogashala.com, if you want to check it out. And also my new book, The Self-Aware Parent, comes out in the next couple of weeks. The Self-Aware Parent 2, I should say. And um, it's basically a chicken soup for the type of book, a lot of stories, and they're lessons that you've learned through parenting. Yeah, and it's a continuation of my first book, The Self-Aware Parent. It basically picks up from where I left off, and I think it's deeper. I go there in some places. And so. who knows what your next book is going to be? Knows? You're going to be like at the ocean floor. That's how deep you're going to be. <laughs> um, all right, so now it's movie line time, and my movie line this year is, if you're here and I'm here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> if you know what that's from... Click on our uh, Facebook page and um, give us another line line from the same movie. So we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting us um, talk to you. All right. Adios. Bye-bye.